Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday Shushan Purim morning. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Asherah, Asherah, Asherish Lethu Oya, Asherish Lethu Hayyehudim Heimo, Besoyneihem שלפעמים כשבני אדם שמחים ומרקדים, אזי חוטפים איש אחד מבחוץ, אזי חוטפים איש אחד מבחוץ שהוא בעצמו, הוא מראה שחורה. בעניין השמחה, אותי משל, שלפעמים כשבני אדם שמחים ומרקדים, אזי חוטפים איש אחד מבחוץ. אזי חוטפים איש אחד מבחוץ שהוא בעצמו, תומר השחורה. ומכניסים אותו בים כל חול לתוך מחול המרקדים, ומכריחים אותו בים כל חול. ומכניסים אותו בים כל חול לתוך מחול המרקדים, ומכריחים אותו בים כל חול. שישמח עמהם גם כן,
confident and resolute. Not much in life is absolute. How the future will unfold, who will win the Super Bowl. But in the Grossmeisher's view, one thing you can be sure is true, and he wrote it unequivocally. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleeshleeshe. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleeshleeshe. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleeshleeshe. You can try for all eternity. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleeshleeshe. Cleary show, cliche. Well, there's a different case to see. I could say with positivity. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleeshleeshe. Don't take much to conclude this world has little certitude. Oh, yeah. In years past, high fat could kill. Now it's a diet pill. They don't work. There are at least two sides in each debate, and stocks will always fluctuate. Yes, they but do. he wrote that it's guaranteed. guaranteed. There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She. Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She. You can try for all eternity. But there ain't no Bishel in a cliche scene Cleary show, cliche name Well, that's a different case, you see It's an inescapability Yeah There ain't no Bishel in a cliche scene Why this is so, I know not Food in that bowl sure seems hot That's no cause to make a fuss It's all about in whom you trust Rev Moshe said that it's a fact Not the farmer's almanac And that's sure good enough for me There ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She Ain't no Bishel in a Cleachley She Don't try for all eternity In a It's really a very nice luncheon, isn't it, Mrs. Feldman? Very nice, very nice. <gasps> Why? Do you see who's sitting over there? Where? Over there. Oh, it's right. Helen. Tell me, dear. Do you believe that terrible, ugly story about her? Certainly. <laughs> What's the ugly story? I don't know. I thought you knew. I don't know. I thought you knew. But believe me, it's true. <laughs> Mrs. Feldman, you look wonderful. That's a beautiful tan. Were you away? Yeah, we went to Aruba. Aruba? Where's that? I don't know. We flew. <laughs> That's nice. Say, I have good news, darling. Sydney and I are going to Europe. Europe? Big deal. I was born there. 
Listen, I hear your husband had some problems with his business. Uh, I hear that a crooked partner stole him blind. That your husband had to fire the account and raise some fresh money. It's true. On top of that, I heard uh, he had a terrible season. A flood, a fire. The employees were not on striking him. That's mm, true. Yeah, but I understand he got a new partner with a lot of money. He settled the strike and he collected the fire insurance. Uh, business is wonderful and terrific, huh? Then you heard about it, Mrs. Feldman. Yeah. But this is the first time I'm hearing all the details. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> Sushan Purim morning. That uh, incredible feeling once Purim has come to a close and we get to continue the celebration as we uh, drift back into a normal life, so to speak. Welcome to a uh, Wednesday on this 8th of March, day number 15 in the month of uh, Adar. Today is Shushan Purim, which means that our friends and family in Yerushalayim are celebrating. I mean, the celebration is going to be over soon. It's after 1.30 p.m. already in Yerushalayim, so they have a few hours left to their Purim celebration. Otherwise, the entire world is recovering and recuperating, I hope, from what was, I hope, a peaceful, wonderful, happy, and joyous Purim celebration. Kudos to those who uh, supported great causes yesterday and uh, helped out for those in need. Uh, That's number one. Number two. Kudos to those who enhance the holiday with beautiful and really exciting and funny costumes. Uh, some of them are so clever. We were talking about this on the way home from the Purim Suda last night. Some of them are so clever and, uh, <laughs> and, really, and really so fun to look at. So thanks to all the people, the parents, the kids, the grandparents, everybody who put in an effort uh, to really come up with great Purim costumes. A... Um, a tremendous, tremendous amount of, uh, of I don't want to say envy, but a tremendous amount of, of appreciation, but also, uh, you know, when you admire, admiration, thank you, <laughs> tremendous amount of admiration for those who are um, dedicating so much time pre-Purim to make it an extra special fun holiday for everybody. Uh, so here we are in this Shushan Purim 5783. Later today, we will release details. I mean, there are not that many details, frankly. There are not that many details. On Rosh Chodesh Nisan, two weeks from now, on the 23rd of March, we're going to be celebrating the um, dedication of the rebuilt studio one year later in New York City. Um, Everybody who's a supporter, and of course, uh, you'll be receiving the invite through email. Um, It'll be posted everywhere. Everybody who's a supporter and a friend and a listener of this radio broadcast is going to be invited to participate and come and enjoy seeing our brand new studio up close and personal. And that's going to happen in New York city. And, um, so lots of excitement. We continue to, um, we continue to have a, uh, joyous month of Adar and it should continue. Please continue. Last year, Adar was, uh, difficult. Let's make sure this, this, this year's month of Adar will be a celebratory and wonderful. Um, so here we are on a JM and the AM Shushan Purim morning. I'm just looking at the weather forecast because I did notice that the West Coast is going to be getting a tremendous storm coming up. They are talking about uh, rain for Shabbos in this area. Oh, Friday and Shabbos. They're talking about rain Friday and Shabbos in this area. 
Um, interesting. So today, in this area, we're in our New Jersey studio today. Yesterday, we were in the New York studio, continuing the soft opening and test run over there. We are in the brand new New Jersey studio as of last week, and we are continuing our test run and soft opening over here. And if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, expect the rain. I don't know how much, because they were talking about some really severe conditions in certain places, but expect rain Friday and Shabbos, and then again, another system coming in next week. So, for some areas of the country, the rough weather continues, that's for sure. Shushan Pura morning here at JM in the AM, and um, Parsha's Pura coming up this Shabbos. We have a full schedule today, in addition to all the things we're going to be doing this morning here on the air. Uh, in addition to all of that, we are... Um, Going to feature Yossi Zweig with a Wednesday live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time. A great edition of JM Rewind right after JM and the AM with some amazing recent guests that we've had. And plenty more, of course. Hey, it's Shushan Pura morning, so we'll try to continue the celebration all morning long right here at JM in the AM.
This week's cetera is Parsha's Shemos, which is the first Parsha of the Book of Exodus. The first Parsha at the end of the Book of Bereshis. And we see the rise of Israel's greatest leader. The man who leads them out of slavery. No, no, uh, Joseph. And God appears before Mo, uh, uh, Yaakov at the burning, uh, his, his deathbed. And we learn a great lesson from the story of the Egyptian who smote the Israelite, which was wrong. And uh, the Pharaoh's decree that uh, he couldn't uh, do enough for Joseph and his family. Joseph's uh, greatest attribute was his, uh, his coat of many colors. Uh, it was when he came to Sinai that uh, his, his bones were taken out. No wonder God's message caused Joseph to exclaim, Chazak, Chazak, Venice Chazek. Thank God he finished already. Yes, there were 
with just a cane. But even so, I had doubts. I asked the road and spit it out. I took the blame, so I know the game. It's called glad But have no friends and hate my neighbors. I live a wealthy life, a millionaire for all my labors. I never give a cent if it was meant. So would have. But I only comply if it's glad go. What is a man so good with God? It's just as long as he squats at heaven's gate. Story. It may even be true about a fellow who fell through the cracks. He was a hustler, a gambler who lived on the edge, and they called him Lucky Fingers Max. He'd wager and win at the track and the fights, rolled sevens when he threw the dice. But if you asked him for a dime, he'd laugh in your face. He was lucky, but he wasn't too nice. Lucky, lucky fingers, Max. He had a heart as black as coal. Lucky, lucky fingers, Max. Would he ever find? Would he ever find his lost Jewish soul? Hmm. One day he got a tip from some friends of his in Jersey about a fighter named Tiger Malone. His opponent's gonna lay down in the seventh round. You oughta bet everything that you own. That you own. Lucky bet his money, his house, and his caddy. Sat down to watch the fight with a snack. Things were going fine till the end of the sixth when Tiger dropped it from a heart attack. 
No more lucky fingers, Max. Now destitute and broke. No more lucky fingers, Max. His lucky life, his lucky life had gone up in smoke. Hiding from the cold in a worn-out shul, when the rabbi came over and said, "Let me lend you some money from the synagogue fund. You can buy yourself a coat and some bread." Rabbi Lucky said, "You don't understand. I'm a gambler, a hustler, a cheat. All I see is a Jew." The old rabbi replied, "Who needs to get back, back on his feet?" Lucky took the money and went to the track. Put it all on Teapot Kelly to win. In a photo finish, he won by a nose. Lucky Fingers was in business again. Now somewhere in Brooklyn, there's a brand new shul, three stories of precious stained glass. All it says on the plaque is the money came from heaven, an anonymous gift. Of cold cash. Lucky, lucky fingers, Max still has a long, long way to go. But lucky, lucky fingers, Max got lucky. Got lucky and found out. Let's 
nice flight, isn't it? Very nice. By the way, I can't help but admire that fabulous diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. <laughs> it's the famous Plotnik and diamond. The Plotnik diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope Diamond is the Plotnik Diamond. I never knew. You know, I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a curse goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M. Sushan Purim morning. And thanks for joining us on this Wednesday, the 8th of March, the 15th. Of Adar it is in fact Shushan Purim. Happy Purim to those of our friends and family in Jerusalem who are celebrating today. And of course, happy Shushan Purim to the rest of the world and everybody who hopefully had an amazing holiday yesterday. Uh, a big, big, big recognition and thanks to those who made sure to take care of poor people yesterday. I was reading the Ezra's Torah Luach. Rav Henkin's famous luach that uh, keeps track of what we're supposed to do on a regular basis throughout the year. Tells us what to do on Purim, what to do on, on Shushan Purim, etc., etc., etc. And um, he quotes a Rambam, Maimonides, in the section of uh, Maimonides' uh, uh, Code of Jewish Law, um, entitled The Laws of Megillah. And it says it is... It is a, gr a great thing for a person to increase um, gifts to the poor as much as possible um, rather than increase the Su'uda, the Feast of Purim, and the Shalachmanos between uh, one and their friend. Because there's no greater simcha but to be, um, but to make joyous the heart of poor people, orphans, widows, and strangers, I guess meaning people who are new to the community, uh, meaning to the general Jewish community, uh, there's no greater joy than to, um, than to make those people happy uh, because it makes one's own heart very happy. And you are compared to, you are doing what the one above does, Shinemar, because it says, That's the quote. So the Rambam writes this in Hilchos Megillah. So I'm going to, of course, laud those who had a wonderful Suda and sent beautiful and voluminous uh, amounts of Mishloch Manos and um, who heard the Megillah, of course, which is one of the requirements of the day. But I will laud those who made sure to give money and uh, what is needed to poor people, widows, orphans, um, I will laud those people because the Rambam goes out of his way to tell us that if one is going to really overextend themselves, really go nuts, really go crazy on Purim, that is the area in which they should go nuts and go crazy in terms of giving people in need what they need. 
So I will say kudos to those who utilized Purim Day for that purpose. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and com on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Two weeks from tomorrow, the official dedication of our New York City studio. As we continue to test drive our studios, we uh, conducted the Purim program yesterday from our New York City studio. As we continue that nice, soft opening. Uh, Today we are continuing our soft opening, so to speak. Or our test drive of our brand new New Jersey studio, which we moved into just about a week ago. Less than a week ago, we moved into this brand new New Jersey studio. So our dream of turning last year's disaster into an incredible show of growth and show of a global entity, New York, New Jersey, Jerusalem, continues to move forward, thank God. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next. We say Boker Tov and happy Shushan Purim from JM the AM. Galay Tzal, Mirushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Ba'ulpan Ran Yavnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. המאמצים להגיע לפשרה בתוכנית לשינויים במערכת המשפט. מזכיר הממשלה יוסי פוקס מבהיר, המתווה של שר המשפטים לשעבר, פרופסור פרידמן, ושל הפרופסור יובל אלבשן, יכול להיות בסיס למסע ומתן, אך לא יתקבל כמושהו. הפערים גדולים. במקביל, הפרופסור פרידמן והפרופסור אלבשן נפגשים בשעה זו עם שר המשפטים לוין ויושב ראש ועדת חוקה רוטמן, ובהמשך היום עם ראשי מחאת ההייטק והכלכלה. הביא את הפרטים כתבנו הפוליטי יובל שגב. הצוות של הפרופסורים נפגש עם השר לוין במטרה לקדם את המתווה שלהם לריכוך התוכנית המשפטית. גם עם חלק מאנשי המחאה, בעיקר מעולמות ההייטק והכלכלה, צפויה להתקיים היום פגישה של אלבשן ופרידמן. עוד דיווחנו כי הצוות ביקש להציג לראש האופוזיציה לפיד את המתווה, אך לפיד סירב לקיים אפילו דיון עקרוני, ללא הכרזה רשמית על הקפאת החקיקה. ברברת הכנסת קארין אלהרר מיש עתיד אמרה אצל אמיר איבגי, יש לנו רצון אמיתי לקיים הידברות. כל מה שאנחנו מבקשים זה לעצור לזמן קצר את דיוני ועדת החוקה. היו כמה הצעות שדיברו עליהן אתמול, אני לא מכירה אותן לעומק, לא נחשפתי אליהן בצורה סדורה. יש לנו רצון עז ואמיתי לקיים הידברות אמיתית כדי להציל את מדינת ישראל. כל מה שאנחנו מבקשים זה לעצור, ולו לתקופה קצרה, את הדיונים בוועדה. תקרית ביטחונית בגבול הרצועה, מחבלים פוצצו מטען חבלה על דחפור צבאי, אי נפגעים. טנקים של צה"ל הגיבו באש, מדווח כתבנו הצבאי. דורון קדוש. חוליית מחבלים הצליחה להניח מטען חבלה במרחב הגדר בדרום הרצועה ולפוצץ אותו סמוך לדחפור צה"לי שביצע עבודות הנדסה במקום. לא היו נפגעים בפיצוץ המטען ולא נגרם נזק. בתגובה, טנקים של צה"ל תקפו עמדות חמאס על הגבול, ועל פי דיווחים יש פצוע פלסטיני אחד. אין הנחיות מיוחדות לתושבים ושגרה מלאה נשמרת בעורף. כשבוע לאחר הפיגוע הרצחני, קרניות עיניהם של הלל ויגל יניב, זיכרונם לברכה, שנרצחו בפיגוע בחווארה, הושתלו בבית החולים ביילינסון בעיניהם של ארבעה מטופלים, והחזירו להם את מאור עיניהם. ציונה זלצברג, אחת המטופלות, תיארה ביומן הצהריים. בוודאי שזה של אחד מהאחים, מקיבלתי שוק. לא ידעתי כבר מה להגיד, איזה משפחה, איזה משפחה זאת, אצילית. זה ריגש אותי ברמות גדולות, זה גבורה, זה זכות. מזג האוויר, ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
When you came into my life to fill a void The laughter that so often was a part of knowing you During times I was annoyed In my heart I see the loving part of you There's no other man who understood And now today Just when I need you near me I'll wait for you But oh in vain Say this You know The very words I need to hear On the reference to Rejects Volume 7, I guess it was Seymour Rockoff of Blessed Memory who had written that song, which is a takeoff, of course, of a very popular tune from that era, but I didn't realize it was so serious. I thought it might fit into our Shushan Purim segment here at JM in the AM, like this one would. Christopher Columbus sailed across the ocean blue. He made his famous voyage with a Spanish-speaking crew. The shores of Puerto Rico were all that Chris could reach. But if his crew was Jewish, he'd have reached Miami Beach. To Plymouth Rock, and when their crops decreased, a friendly band of Indians took the pilgrims to a feast. If those were Jewish Indians, Thanksgiving we would eat. Potato lockers, matzo balls, and strictly kosher meat. The name of Peter Stuyvesant, we all remember still. He bought Manhattan Island for a $20 bill. If Peter had been Jewish for not one extra sou, he would have got Manhattan and the Bronx and Brooklyn too. 
At Valley Forge, the Continental Army nearly froze. They spent that awful winter with no food and frozen toes. If Washington was Jewish instead of Valley Forge, the army would have checked in up at Grossinger's with George. I wonder if the tale of Ponce de Leon is the truth. They say that he was searching for a fountain full of youth. If Leon had been Jewish, an ancestor of mine, he would have found a fountain full of Manischewitz wine. J.M. in the A.M. Shushan Purim morning here uh, as we continue our Purim celebration. Yesterday was Purim, and we felt that uh, we could postpone Elliot Weiselberg's report, the Yeshiva League sports update, for a day because, first of all, there were no, obviously, there were no contests yesterday. That's quite obvious. Uh, but in addition to that, um, we thought people would be more focused once we get back to work and, uh, you know, back to school, et cetera. We thought people would be more focused on a Yeshiva League sports update uh, today as opposed to yesterday. So usually, usually at this time, every Tuesday during the sports season, during the Yeshiva League sports season, but this week, as I just explained, on Wednesday uh, uh, for this week specifically. We present our Yeshiva League Sports Update with Elliot Weiselberg and wish him a very happy Shushan Purim. Here's Elliot, our Yeshiva League Sports Update, right here at JM in the AM. Thanks, Nachum, and Chag Sameach, everyone. We are in the home stretch of the winter sports season. Straight ahead on the Tuesday morning JM in the AM Sports Update, the first pieces of gold have already been awarded in girls' basketball. Hockey will do the same this Sunday, and boys' basketball will follow suit, but not before two high-level semifinal matchups. All that and more, good morning. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. Girls JV and Varsity Basketball are the first to complete their seasons and crown queens of the court. In JV, Frisch topped SAR 48-40, finishing off a perfect season to take home the first of the fall championships. Their older sister Cougars, however, could not do the same. The SKA Sonics completed their perfect season, knocking off Frisch 62-52 behind 31 points from sophomore Daphna Steinmetz. The Sonics, more used to hanging B-division banners, will now have earned an A-League championship to accompany their last banner raised in 2019. The next set of championships will come this Sunday as the boys' JV and Varsity Hockey Leagues get set to hand out their first set of winter hardware. In a first, this year will feature a same-day split-venue doubleheader, with the JV championships between DRS and TABC taking place first in Frisch. The two met earlier this year in TABC, with the home team victorious and now looking to cap off a perfect season. Puck drop is scheduled for 1 p.m. The day will then shift back into New York, where the varsity championship will take place in DRS. Unfortunately for the host school, the Wildcats will not be involved, having dropped their semifinal matchup to Frisch 4-1. Frisch will now go back to the final and join the earlier repeat matchup by taking on SAR. The Sting throttled any chance of a double repeat final, knocking off TABC 5-2. 
SAR led 3-0 entering the third, but two goals in two minutes closed the gap for the Storm. However, the Sting would keep at it and stretch the lead back out in the closing minutes. Puck drop for the Varsity Final will be 8 p.m. You can catch both games on the Yeshiva Sports Network with pregame festivities with current coaches Avidan Berman and Josh Cass and former coaches like David Colbin, yours truly, beginning at 12.30 and 7.30 p.m. by going to the Yeshiva League website, myhsal.com. To become a sponsor like Yeshiva League Pass, reach out to YLS Wise Guy, that's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y at gmail.com. The following Sunday, we'll see JV and Varsity Basketball Championships take center stage at the Max Stern Athletic Center on the campus of Yeshiva University. Varsity Basketball Semifinals will take place over the next six days, with both number ones and number twos advancing. West number one Frisch, 15-point winners over Flatbush in the quarters, taking on Mag and David in Frisch on Thursday night. In the other bracket, East number one undefeated North Shore will face off with West number two SAR following the Sting's 48-41 victory over DRS. That contest will take place next Monday. In JV, East number 1 Mag and David rounded out the semifinal field and will host West number 2 Ramaz. Mag and David dropped Frisch 72 to 66, which means that unfortunately for my broadcast colleague, but fortunately for all of you that tune into the championships on the Yeshiva Sports Network, Cougar coach Dovi Foreman will be joining me once again in the booth this year. In the other bracket, TABC and SAR will square off this Thursday night. SAR represents the only non number one or number two seed in the JV of our city semis. To become a sponsor for the basketball broadcast like Yeshiva League Pass, reach out once again to ylswiseguy at gmail.com. And that was your Tuesday morning JM the AM Sports Update. I'm Elliot Weisselberg. Bring it on the loop. Bring it on the loop. Love us. Bring it on the loop. Oh, 
You don't understand. Today is the last day. <laughs> J.M. and the A.M. on a Sushant Purim morning. You heard Ellie Rimler with Purim 5782. Oh, did I write 83 on the playlist? That's a mistake. That was from last year, Purim 5782. Uh, let's see here. I'll make that correction. Uh, Lipa before that with something that he calls uh, Hoshanas Lepurim. I want to thank Elliot Weiselberg. He um, had our Yeshiva League sports update, as we explained. We didn't think we should do it yesterday, knowing there were no games yesterday, obviously. So we did it today, usually Tuesday at 7.20 a.m. Eastern time here at uh, JM in the a.m. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin Bilsevalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Basri Bilsevalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Today is Shushan Purim. It is a day of great simcha. Many leave candles on their table and light them in honor of Shushan Purim. It is a special matter to have at least a little bit extra at the meal, something in honor of Shushan Purim. We do not say Alanisim, however, we also don't say Tachnun or Lamnatseach. There is a chiyuv, there is an obligation to have extra happiness. The Ramah, Ramosha Isilis, cites that Chayavim Bemishteb is Simcha Kitsas, that a person is obligated to somewhat have a festive meal and, of course, to be happy during the day of Shushan Purim. The Avudram cites the Minig, the custom that women did not do Malacha also on this day of Shushan Purim. However, it is codified in the Shulchan Aruch that on this day it is certainly permissible for everybody to work. Only on the day which they read the Megillah is there such a custom. In Alesk, they used to make a huge suda right after chatzos, right after midday on Shushan Purim. It is certainly a very important day to be mispalel, to pray, to pray for one's individual needs and also on behalf of Klal Yisrael. I would suggest the special parak for Purim, parak Chov Beis, the 22nd chapter of the Tehillim, should be said and could be said throughout the day. It is an extremely powerful capital, especially on Purim in Shushan Purim. The great Rabbi Shlomo Zaman Oyerbach, from the time that he was Bar Mitzvah, took great care to study the Megillah in order to be able to read it for his mother on the day of Purim. His mother had a difficulty in hearing he would stand close to her and say the Megillah in a loud voice so that she could hear the Megillah each and every year. Many years passed. By this time, she was an elderly woman. And Reb Shlomo Zaman Arbach's son witnessed that his father would say the entire Megillah. Mind you, it took him a while because he wanted to prepare it perfectly with every dikduk and halacha. When he was finished laning for the mother, his son said to him, Abba, I am not sure 
that grandmother is able to be Yotze every word. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman said, I tell you the truth, I'm not sure that she ever heard every word. However, my laning it for her gives her encouragement. It lets her know that I am there and I am there for her. Wishing everybody a Freilich and Shushan Purim. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. JM in the AM, happy Shushan Purim is correct. We're wishing everybody a wonderful Shushan Purim. Those of you who are in Jerusalem, your Purim day is starting to wind down. Let's see, it's 2.30 p.m. in Jerusalem. So your Purim day is starting to wind down. A few hours left. I hope you enjoy the Suda. And uh, remember what I said earlier, according to the Rambam, there's no greater joy on Purim with all the Mishloch Manos and with all the um, um, hearing of the Megillah. <coughs> and dressing up in costumes, and and the Su'udas Purim, <coughs> excuse me, there's no greater joy than giving whatever you can to uh, widows, orphans, those in need, poor people, uh, and that is the area we should concentrate on the most, uh, both uh, during uh, Purim, Shushan Purim, and of course the entire month of Adar. And um, I want to thank those who really spent a lot of time yesterday because, again, it's Purim right now in Yerushalayim, but the rest of the world is now already on uh, Shushan Purim. Um, I want to thank those around the world who spent their time yesterday trying to help out as many people as possible. Kolakavod, Kolakavod, what a way to spend Purim Day and what a tremendous lesson to each to teach our children and grandchildren. JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast, one of our favorite guests... This is not uh, this is not a secret. One of our favorite guests, and we haven't spoken to him in a while, and that's my fault, is David Matlow. David Matlow is um, the owner of the world's largest Herzl collection, anything having to do with Theodore Herzl. David is responsible for, in fact, <laughs> I mean, David knew this, and, uh, and certainly many of our listeners knew because I referenced it so often. A small miniature of Theodore Herzl, was destroyed in our studio fire one year ago, and um, we are dedicating the brand-new studio uh, two weeks from tomorrow, and I want to thank my niece, my wonderful niece Tikva from Israel, who provided a brand-new Herzl miniature that is going to be in the brand-new studio in Manhattan starting two weeks from tomorrow. So I want to thank her for that and all the special gifts. It was not just Herzl that she provided, but others as well from the history of Israel, but I know David, of course, has a special affinity when it comes to Theodore Herzl. David Matlow, a pleasure to wish you a happy Shushan Purim and welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, and happy Shushan Purim to you and to all your listeners. You knew. From Toronto. You knew. that. Oh, by the way, there's some items I need from you for the brand new studio because you may recall, I don't know if you have extras of these, but you may recall that you provided for me the plastic balcony. Do you remember this? The plastic balcony, an image of Herzl uh, in one in, in the iconic uh, scene, the iconic photograph, of course, and image of him. I don't know if you have any extras, but next time I'm up in Toronto, I got to load up the car with some of those items. 
I will certainly set you up. I will hurt out your studio as much as you want. <laughs> yeah, and you're capable of doing that. I saw that live and in person when I visited your incredible uh, collection. Um, so Israel is turning 75. In fact, we hope and we are planning, in addition to the big wedding trip, since my son is getting married uh, right before Pesach in Israel, in addition to that trip, we are hoping to go back for Yom Atzimut, for Israel Independence Day, because it is a big, big celebration day. Israel is turning 75 on the fifth day of ER. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things. We've actually added a show to our lineup with our by David Hertzberg hosting, specifically uh, lecturing on the topic of Israel at 75 and going over some of the incredible things uh, that have happened in, since the founding of the state 75 years ago. What is David Matlow doing to commemorate Israel's 75th birthday? Well, what I've done, I have a weekly segment of the Canadian Jewish News. It's called Treasure Trove. And each week I take one item from my collection. And my collection is not limited to Herzl. There's a lot of Herzl, but there's a lot of other Zionist and Jewish and Israeli history items. Every week I take one and I include it in the Canadian Jewish News with a description. And I've done that for two years, so I have more than 100 of them completed. And what I did is I curated 75 of them, those that tell the history of the state of Israel, the longing for the homeland, the dream of it, its realization. And I put it together in a book called 75 Treasures, Celebrating Israel at 75. So it's really 75 artifacts, memorabilia, some might say chachkas that um, are in this book. And they tell the amazing story of the creation of the state of Israel, how we dreamed for it and how we made it happen. You know, we have such a desire for um, members of synagogues, uh, for school children of all ages, especially high school, uh, to see this and to internalize all the things that you've featured in this publication. Let me just give the information first. There could be principals and shul rabbis and presidents listening right now. It is such a great piece for the upcoming 75th anniversary. It's a 48-page publication, everybody, that contains many pieces from David's collection that help add context to the story of Israel's miraculous journey from concept to country. If you or your organization, your school, anybody are interested in a custom print run of the magazine or in any way to include David in your Israel 75 celebration, uh, I strongly, strongly suggest uh, you get on this immediately. David, the best way for people to contact you uh, so that you can be featured during the Israel 75 celebrations or so the booklet uh, can be one that's uh, given out and studied uh, by the youngsters and by people in synagogues, what should they do? So I have a website, HerzlCollection.com, and if you go to that website, you'll see a banner that says 75 Treasures. And you can click on that. It's available for free download. This is not a financial enterprise for me. And it, it's really about spreading this story and and enhancing people's love for the state of Israel. So it's available for free download. And if any organization wants um, many of them, we can do a special print run and we can send the file to a printer in the in your local jurisdiction if you're in dallas texas you don't need it couriered from toronto we'll send the file to a printer there and you can have it printed there and distributed to your community or or, or any place and in, in fact just yesterday i've been dealing with the um, zionist organization in victoria australia huh. and we've sent the file down to there 
and uh, 75 treasures will be printed um, in Australia. Phenomenal, David. Absolutely phenomenal. What you do for, uh, uh, for modern Jewish history and keeping it alive is just amazing. All right, it's called 75 Treasures, Celebrating Israel at 75. I'm going to turn to you. Obviously, I have it in front of me because I have my computer in front of me, so I'll be able to reference or to look at anything that you referenced this morning here at JMM, and we have time for a few items, of course. But I'm so curious, David. This is the this is the only time I'll put you on the spot this morning. Otherwise, you'll be in control of this presentation. Why the image on the cover? Why did the United Palestine appeal uh, make it to the uh, front cover of this when, frankly, uh, you probably could have included, you know, hundreds uh, or chosen, I should say, from hundreds of potential cover items. So uh, what's on the cover is really the of the book is a cover of a program for a rally or a, a meeting that took place in Madison Square Gardens in New York in 1948 as part of the United Palestine Appeal, which then became either the United Jewish Appeal or United Israel Appeal, but this was in New York. They had something called a Night of Stars, which I think ran until the 60s, started in 1937, where uh, Broadway and movie stars came out to support the fundraising for Eretz Yisrael. And I love this image. It's 1948, so it's the first one after independence. And on the cover, is a, is a man that has both a, I think it's a hoe, a farming implement, yep. as well as a gun on his shoulder. Yep. So this was the need to both build the land and defend it um, and in front of a series of Israeli flags. And it has a, the, a, the quote from the book of Yirmiyahu, Jeremiah, and Jacob shall return and none shall make him afraid. And I think that this one image just summarizes the aspiration and the realization and also what we continue to dream will be the case for Medina Israel. So true and so well put. David Matlow is with us. Herzl Collection. Herzl, by the way, is spelled H-E-R-Z-L. HerzlCollection.com slash 75, the number 75, dash treasures. Again, HerzlCollection.com slash 75 dash treasures. In fact, if you're listening to this conversation via archive, you can pause this right now and you can download it from that website and follow along as David goes through some of the items this morning here at JMDM. Again, Herzl Collection, H-E-R-Z-L, HerzlCollection.com slash 75 dash treasures all right uh david where do i go to first so which page am i looking at well i said quick i'm just i am just flipping randomly and let me start i guess let's start at the beginning the very first image is a stereoscopic card of a cartel um in jerusalem this was taken in the late 1800s and when i say stereo there are two images. You put it in a, a kind of viewer and you got a three-dimensional image. Right. And it really is um, was by, by a company called Underwood and Underwood, which had offices in New York and Toronto and, and in London. And it was a way for people to see Eretz Israel. And there were, I have hundreds of these different images from Israel, but of course there were images of other other countries and this way that people had um, an ability to see different places before there was you know, movies or or the internet and really just shows the fascination of Eretz Israel uh, historically so this is from 
the late 1800s. It's a, it's a beautiful image. What I've captured in the book are really some of the building blocks of, of the realization of the dream from the Hatikva, it's a sheet music um, that was from the early 1900s with the, with the song Hatikva, which was the Zionist anthem, which ultimately became, of course, the anthem of the state of Israel. A flag, what was called the, the flag of Zion, Zion, which became the flag of the state of Israel, which was a free giveaway in cigarette packages around 1911. Wow. And so this was a series of free giveaways. It's a time when, when companies were encouraging people to smoke cigarettes, right. uh, and they would put in different knickknacks. But what's fascinating is this is in a series of sets of flags from Britain, Canada, United States, uh, France, and included in that was the flag, the Zionist flag. So even from before the state was created, the idea of, of a Jewish homeland was represented in items that were given away. There is um, a photograph of Alfred Dreyfus and his children. So we know the story of of Dreyfus, who was a French uh, officer, uh, a Jewish officer in the French army, wrongly convicted, charged and convicted of treason, and then went off to jail. And this was part of the inspiration of Herzl, because uh, he was the journalist covering this trial in the late 1800s in France. But here's a postcard of Dreyfus et son enfant, together with his children. This was not just an icon and a a player in the history of the state of Israel, but he was a, a guy with kids. And it's uh, just Im- important to realize the everyone who had a hand in uh, the creation of the state of Israel was not just a hero, but a person, a family a man as well. Where is that? Do you have a page uh, number on that one? Yeah, they drive this. I'm on page 11. Okay, got it. And this is the first one on the... In the book, the first section is the dream, right. and then we get the second section is the need. And this really talks about uh, anti-Semitism and the Shoah uh, with a few items. I'm not a collector of uh, Shoah items, uh, but it, it um, conceptualizes the, the, the need and the continuing need for the state of Israel. One of my favorite pieces is found on page 12. And this is from Chicago. In 1933, there was a pageant at Soldier Field as part of the World's Fair in Chicago in 1933. Um, it was called Romance of a People. 120,000 people were in attendance at Soldier Field. It's still the the, um, the stadium for the Chicago Bears. And what it was, it was... It was on the field, telling the story of the Jewish people from the time of Abraham through to the time of the Chalutim, the pioneers. And it was really a fundraiser to help rescue the Jews of Germany. So even in 1933, there was an understanding of the peril that the Jews of Germany were living in. And in fact, Chaim Weizmann uh, was in attendance in Chicago at this pageant. and so there were a number of items in the in the book about the American 
connection and the effort towards the creation of the state of Israel. I, I don't know nothing how, many, how much time we have for how many more. Well, so I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize until I saw your book, or actually we may have discussed this before, I didn't remember it, uh, that the yard site of Henrietta Zold was chosen as the date for Mother's Day in Israel, which, which apparently continues until today. I did not realize that. Uh, I think I've pointed out to you in the past that uh, our broadcast center in Manhattan is about uh, two blocks away from the Henrietta, Henrietta Zold School. Uh, not an uncommon practice in the first half of the 20th century uh, for Zionist leaders to have schools in the United States named for them. In fact, you've told us some great stories about schools named for Herzl in the past. Right. And I try to include in the book just interesting nuggets. Uh, pieces of information, and that indeed is one of them. Well, if you, uh, speaking of nugget or piece of trivial information, if you ever wondered if David Ben-Gurion made the cover of Time magazine, your book proves that, in fact, he did, right? <laughs> He did, in fact, twice, but I only put one in the magazine. I didn't to keep it different things, but absolutely. I didn't realize that he made it twice. That's actually pretty significant, frankly, when we think about uh, uh, the media and often its reaction to to Israel. Um, you know, I, you said you don't concentrate on the Shoah, which I totally get, and and you know, and obviously we admire your work regarding the state, but it can't be lost on you, David. As you and I don't know what's going on up in Canada, but you certainly are familiar with what's happening in the U.S. It it, it must it, 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 I'm sure it doesn't get lost on you when you read of anti-Semitic episodes that are happening around the world, including in the United States, either episodes or threats, etc. Just how vital the state of Israel is, and even though again that that aspect of its founding is not your concentration, still it's got to cross your mind every time you hear about what Jews around the world are going through. Absolutely. Herzl envisioned uh, the Jewish state as the solution, what he called the uh, modern solution to the Jewish question, which was anti-Semitism. So it it indeed is a response to anti-Semitism, but it morphed in a way that Herzl wouldn't have imagined to a different form of, I guess, mega or national based anti-Semitism. But I don't need to convince you or your listeners <laughs> that we can't imagine how much better off we are with the existence of the state of Israel than we would have been without. I grew, I'm born in 1960, so I lived my whole life this with the state of Israel. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, As the... my, my father did not. And, and one of the purposes of the book, and I mentioned this in the introduction, is and it's called 75 treasures but the real treasure is the state of israel but just because it exists and we have it doesn't mean it cannot be taken away from us if we drop our guard we stop caring about it we allow our infighting to distract us from the main mission which is to have this precious treasure of a jewish homeland so the the book, in addition to showing all of the uh, the 75 things that went into the creation of the State of Israel, challenges all the readers to add their own page to the story. What do we each contribute, or in the future can contribute, to continue to keep it safe and strong, and so that, God willing, in 25 years, a hundred treasures, and in 125 years, 200 treasures. We have to not drop our eye on the ball, 
and continue to support it and love it and cherish it because we cannot take it for granted. And Uh, that's the main message that I'm trying to communicate in this book. Well, it's an important message, and one because of the items that you have and that you feature, one that becomes a reality for people is that they understand that the era that we talk about, the pre-state era, the young state era, actually happened. And these items give everybody a chance to see that. I got to mention two other things that happen to both be on the same page. Do you think the photo you have of the El Al airline bag is the first post-state El Al airline bag? No, I think this bag is um, is maybe from the 50s. It's pretty and, cool. And, uh, it's on page 39. I love it because it also evokes an era when you'd actually get an airline bag <laughs> right. when you went on an airline flight. <laughs> Correct. Oh, I'll, I'll never forget some of the free gifts as a kid that we used to get from El Al. And the other one I wanted to mention was you have a, a photo uh, with Paul Newman and the cast of Exodus. You know, Hollywood also played a role in this. We talked about Time Magazine a couple of minutes ago and obviously how mass media viewed the state of Israel and its leadership. Uh, but Hollywood had a role in it as well. And that was a really important movie in terms of the, uh, uh, the way people perceived uh, both the Jewish people and the state of Israel. Absolutely. The book itself, uh, there's there's books written about the book Exodus, which right. is how it in, imprinted a sense of pride in American Jewry, and I dare say Canadian as well, in, right. in terms of understanding Israel. And, and this movie, now we, we know about all the TV shows and movies that come out of Israel, but this was extremely, extremely rare. And in the book, I talk about what David Ben-Gurin's review of the of uh, the book Exodus, and he said, as a literary work, it isn't much, but as a piece of propaganda, it's the best thing ever written about Israel. Yeah. Uh, so I love the movie Exodus. When we're in Jerusalem, I always like to have lunch at the patio of the King David Hotel, just like Paul Newman did in the movie it was on pbs recently and it's one of those things when it comes on tv i simply can't turn away it is remarkable uh, to see how well they portray that era and that episode listen everybody it's very simple you're not going to make it up to david's house likely to see his home museum dedicated to herzl and the state of israel we had that opportunity to do so but it's a, a rarity uh unless you happen to be in his neighborhood so here's an opportunity to really view some of the incredible things that he has and synagogues and schools out there an opportunity now with the booklet whether you use it as an e-booklet or as an actual physical uh book that uh, that david's offering here's an opportunity to really educate all of us adults and kids about the first 75 years of the state of israel and so much that has that the jewish people have endured during this period of time the uh, anniversary is coming up the fifth of er is right around the corner prepare everybody out there prepare prepare your synagogue your groups your organizations and especially your schools for an important week uh when we hope to be in israel and so much of the world hopes to be focusing on israel uh go to the website uh, David has all the information there. It's really simple. You can either download the ebook, or as we recommend, you can actually have, with David's cooperation, an opportunity to print these books, 48 pages, and give them out as texts, which hopefully will be studied, hopefully brought home, and make an impact on Jewish families uh, who see them. Uh, HerzlCollection.com, again, H-E-R-Z-L, HerzlCollection.com slash 75-treasures. Herzl, uh, yeah, HerzlCollection.com slash 75-treasures. David Matlow, a, an amazing and incredible 
uh, piece of work. Thank you so much for doing this, and uh, let's hope that it really helps a lot of people get into the spirit of Israel 75. I hope so, and thanks very much, and it's really nice to reconnect. And Jess, you're going off on your new your new studio coming up. I appreciate it. I'd like to see it and, and decorate it. I was just going to say, I hope you have a, a trip to New York planned soon, so I'd like to host you there. Uh, I, I will, and I will bring with me some items to so you will have virtual um, all around you. Yeah, I, have so a, I look forward. We'll, we'll be there after Pesach. I have a feeling you will, and believe you me, as you know, I am certainly looking forward. Plenty coming up if you keep it right here on a Shushan Purim Wednesday at JM in the AM.
Keeping the Purim selections rolling, obviously. Hey, it's Shushan Purim morning in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, it's been a tradition here at JM and the AM that we announced the winners drawn just minutes ago of the uh, big NCSY raffle. It is the uh, summer NCSY giveaway. Um, where those of you who want to support the incredible summer programs of uh, NCSY have an opportunity or have had an opportunity to purchase raffle tickets. And um, this morning we get to find out who the winners of the raffle prizes are, but not before we speak to David Cutler and wish him a happy Shushan Purim. He, of course, is the director. He leads. He's the head of all of NCSY summer. A group, by the way, for those of you who over the years have heard these conversations, so you may recall that, you know, at some point they had 100 uh, participants in the NCSY summer programs. At some point they got to 500. At some point they got to 1,000. Wait till you hear what's going on now and the number of programs that are being offered, the majority of them in Israel and uh, some in other parts of the world, including here in the United States. The NCSY summer programs are as robust as ever. And we will get to the winners so that you can start spreading the word if you know one of the winners. That's how it works, you know. You know one of the winners, all of a sudden people start texting and WhatsApping them uh, that they uh, were announced on the air. We'll get to all that coming up. But first, David Cutler is with us live via telephone on this Shushan Purim morning. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and happy Shushan Purim to you. Happy Shushan Purim. It is a tradition that people utilize the couple of weeks before Purim to buy as many NCSY summer raffle tickets as possible. And the second part of the tradition is that we uh, have drawn already minutes ago and are about to announce the winners' names on this radio broadcast. Before we get to all that, David Cutler, why don't you fill in the blanks regarding what I said earlier, just how incredible, how large are the NCSY summer programs coming up for 2023? So it's really incredible. I appreciate your time, and thank you for bringing it up. This is a very, very special time for us. We're at 2,600 kids already this year signed up. 2,600. Twenty. Yeah, I remember speaking to you about hundreds, and then about five hundred, yeah. then about a thousand. We used to, we the- used to shoot to hit a thousand. <laughs> we were we were we were waiting for the day where we hit a thousand, and then it was going to be like a big deal. Like are we going to hit two thousand? So this summer we're. I don't think we're going to quite hit three thousand, but we're going to get very close. So we're, yeah, we, we've we've really taken off Baruch Hashem. It's really we have so many just different parts of the Jewish population now from all over the world that are we have. I have 80 kids from Argentina that come from, you know, from, with, with, with they need a uh, cure of experience that come with us over the summer. And they're just kids from everywhere and every part of the Jewish population. It's really, it's really fantastic. It's very cool. 
Unbelievable. And uh, as I said, and I think it's uh, correct, the majority of the programs are in Israel, but you've included Europe and the United States and so many places that youngsters can go to. And uh, all those programs and the new ones uh, are, are doing really well. And people out there, our uh, families are taking advantage of the fact that you have all these incredible summer programs. I don't know how you find staff, frankly, for all of them, because your staff is a pretty uh, well, a, a group that's pretty well known for their uh, efficiency and their professionalism. It must be difficult to staff all these programs at this point. Yeah, you should know that that's going to be Bezran Hashem. That is going to be our biggest challenge right right now. Thank God we've been fine, uh, but one of the things that we pride ourselves on also is our staff to kid ratio. It's not just we're not just finding two or three staff members for, you know, for each program. So as we get bigger and bigger, this is going to be, I, I believe, our, our biggest challenge is going to be making sure we're able to find staff and actually just the right staff. Because these are not just like, you know, meet and greet programs. These are relationships that are that are really created and, and, and last, uh, you know, a life, an entire life of these, these kids and the, and, and the staff members. And uh, they're very special people. So thank God right now we're good. We, we are almost completely fully staffed for the summer. We have a few Really a few openings, but we're Baruch Hashem. But as we get bigger in the next couple of years, I believe this is going to be a, an issue. So we'll see what happens. Wow. Unbelievable. What a problem to have. Amazing. Uh, David Cutler's with us. The number is 2,600. That's how many uh, uh, youngsters, young men, young women in our community are going to be enjoying NCSY summer programs. That number likely is just going to grow. It's only March. It's probably going to grow between now and the summer. And uh, I would imagine that the majority of your programs are sold out. Would that be the proper way of uh, of, uh, of referring to it? Majority of them, majority of them are close. They're, most of our programs have a, literally a couple spots. There are some that have because we've expanded so much that there are there. For example, there are two programs of ours, Kolal and Mechlala, which are, are well-known programs, which we now have two campuses on. So the truth is, we actually have room on those programs because of the, the second campus that we have. Um, but but the a lot of our travel programs for the most part are either sold out or very close to it. A number of programs are sold out with waiting lists. Um, but we're uh, and what you said is true. We are we are mostly in Israel. Most of our programs we're going to Thailand this summer, but we go to Israel afterwards. We're going to Spain, Morocco, and Gibraltar this summer. We go to Israel afterwards. Um, so we're, we're we're really all over all over the world. And uh, then we again we do have our programs here. We're pr- we're proud to partner with Camp Kaylee on a program called Impact, which is a travel program here here in the U.S. And we have, of course, our beautiful Camp Sports program in Baltimore and our Gay West program on the West Coast. So we're, we have something for everyone, all ages, starting really already after 6th, 7th grade and going up uh, through high school and uh, and really wherever you want to be in the world now. We're, again, whether it's the West Coast, whether it's the East Coast, whether it's Israel, Europe, we have something for everyone. All right, I don't want to um, – look, the bottom line is, I mean, I, I don't want to insult any of the other programs, but there's always a story when it comes to new programs. Is the story this year Thailand? Is it uh, the Camp Kaylee program? Like, wh- which is the story that's getting all the attention on the, in, the, in the category of new programs? So Thailand, Thailand and, and a program called Passport, a program called Passport, which is post-ninth graders going to Costa Rica, Panama, and Florida. Wow. Those are really the uh, the two new programs. But also we have a program called Jump Shot, which we technically started right before last summer. It's an incredible program with this, with this gentleman named Daniel Tamir, uh, who is a professional ball player yeah, in, Israel, in Europe in his day. Former, former yeah, Yeshiva so University coach, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, exactly. He's the greatest. He's, he's, what a wonderful he's, guy. Yeah. So we, we we have a full we have a full bus. God willing, it's almost full. There are spots on the program, but not a lot because we only can take one full bus of of kids coming on a jump shot program, which is a program exactly 
It's to work on your basketball skills, but it's done in an NCSY kind of way where you're, you're learning in, in, in the morning, learning in the evening, but playing serious, serious basketball and working on a beautiful facility in Israel called Gibbard, Washington, which is... Yeah, near Yavne, of course. Sports. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and it's, a, it's an incredible... It just gives, but the typical, it's exactly what we do. It's a program where you're coming to work on your basketball skills in Israel, but in a way where... <laughs> we're, and Daniel himself is a person who wants to learn to play basketball with you, but also learn with Silas or Sharon with you and, and really, you know, teach you what it is to be a, a firm Jew and a mensch on the court, on oh, off the court. He, he is so a terrific, uh, incredible. he's a terrific, terrific role model. Terrific role model. Yeah, he really is. Is, is your leadership for the Costa Rica trip coming in from Israel or, or from this side of the world? No, they're from here. They're oh, from they're here. from this area? They're from here. They are from this area. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Dis- uh, I'm trying to decipher based on the little bits and pieces of information that I have. <laughs> who, yeah. who you've got to lead some of these uh, programs? David Cutler's with us. NCSY Summer. You can go to the web. It's ncsysummer.org, correct? Or dot summer. Summer.ncsy.org. You'd think I know that by heart, folks. Summer.ncsy.org for all the information. Summer.ncsy.org. I can't recommend it enough for parents and grandparents to take a look at that site and see what your children and or grandchildren might enjoy this summer. They are all real life-changing experiences, and I'm not going to get into this with David right now, but everyone knows my position on this. Nothing against our Yeshiva League yeshivas. They're wonderful, and they've been such an important key in the development of mine and so many other families, so this is not a knock on anybody. Uh, But I will tell you that the education that one youngster receives during the summer can be even more life-changing, if that's to be believed. You have to take my word for that. Uh, School is amazing. Schools are incredible, and I'm sure David agrees with me, but the summer programs, even if they're only five, six, seven weeks, can be true life changes. And David, again, no, we don't have to go into detail, but I'm sure you agree with me. I do. We, we, are, we are partnering with schools. We, we are literally partnering with ah. schools all over the country who, nice. who want their kids to go with us, and we're literally partnering with us you know, with them to make sure that the kids, the, the wonderful things they're accomplishing during the year need to be uh, not only continued but enhanced over the summer. Yeah, God good. forbid if you don't spend your summer in the right way, it, it's a devastating thing. So we're, we're working with more and more kids and more and more schools in particular who really want, and also a lot of the schools, a lot of these staff members from schools are on our programs. So it's, uh, it's very much a partnership between us and all the schools. Yeah, it is a real, real symbiotic relationship, and they know, the schools know, they're getting back phenomenal students who are even more phenomenal after they intend, attend these programs. All right, uh, let's start congratulating the winners. The NCSY Summer Raffle winners for 2023 are set to be announced. There are three prizes. Uh, you're, uh, David, if you don't mind, you'll remind us uh, on each, uh, each one of these uh, what the winner will receive. Our third-place prize. What is the prize for the third-place winner this year? They get a $500 Visa gift card. A $500 Visa gift card is going to Sharon Bean of Thornhill, Ontario, Canada. We've got listeners up in Thornhill. And apparently Sharon's daughter, Michal, went to Michlelet last year, the aforementioned Michlelet, such a great program, and is going on a program uh, called LEAD for the summer of 2023. Let's use this opportunity uh, as we congratulate Sharon. Tell us what LEAD is all about. So LEAD is a brand new program for the leadership program for girls like it sounds. They're going to be immersing themselves in a youth village uh, for four weeks and working as the counselors uh, for the kids in this youth village for four weeks. Literally, just it's for post-11th grade girls. Very small leadership program sold out for 20 girls. 
who are immersing themselves for four four weeks and literally making the summer uh, for these kids in a youth village. Very special program. Phenomenal. Then we move to our second place winner. What is the second prize this year, David? Second prize with two tickets to Eretz Yisrael. Two tickets to Israel. That's quite a nice prize, to say the least. <laughs> Especially tickets could be a challenge, <laughs> as we know, uh, during these times. Uh, travel has uh, gone up in price, to say the least. The winner of the second prize in the uh, NCSY Purim raffle comes from Highland Park, New Jersey. We say Mazal Tov to Sandy Abraham. Sandy is the winner, David. Absolutely. Sandy Abraham was not sending a kid on an NCSY summer program, but is an NCSY supporter. Nice. And uh, and, and Sandy has won two tickets to Eric Israel, which is a very good return on investment on a $36 investment. That's, uh, that's to say the least. Uh, and finally, we get to the first place grand prize winner. And I'm assuming that, as we've done in the past, uh, we're awarding a first prize uh, that consists of a free NCSY summer program. Would that be right? That is correct, which is, uh, and it's great that this person, Baruch Hashem, is actually sending a kid on food. The winner, oh, that's really cool. I have the note right here. The winner comes from Greenwood Village, Colorado. Greenwood Village, Colorado. Wow. Uh, that's nice. Darren Fink. Darren Fink is the winner, and as David just alluded to, Darren's son, Ben, is going to be going on Next Step. Give us a word about Next Step, David. So next step is our internship program that we started just a few years ago. Uh, we will have three full buses of kids based in Jerusalem, but spreading out within 45 minutes of Yerushalayim in all sorts of internships, high tech. We have kids who shadow veterinarians, medical, architecture, engineering, uh, you, you name it. We have unbelievable fields that the kids are having real legit and not just they're not making photocopies and making coffee. They have legitimate, <laughs> legitimate internships in Israel for four weeks. And, uh, and it's our most unique program, but probably maybe one that I'm not sure if we're proudest of any of our programs that are all our children. Uh, but there, this has gone from one bus a few years ago to we're at three full buses this summer. We have 120 kids coming on this program. Um, and it's just, it's just really fantastic. And I and I don't have to tell you, David. Um, I witnessed this just how much skepticism there was when this program began, the Next Step program. And of course, the skepticism, frankly, uh, was justified because, as you just described or alluded to, you know, internships vary, and very often it's very hard for people to go ahead and actually secure internships for for youngsters for just a few weeks. I think the difference in Next Step, frankly, as we spoke about staff earlier, is you have people working year round really seriously and really diligently to make sure they have real jobs for these kids to learn from during the summer. That is exactly correct. You literally took the words out of my mouth. We have someone that works on this, this internship program all year, starting in October full time. Their job is literally to make sure that these internships are secured and that they're excellent and that kids have resumes. And there's a, there's a real shit process here in terms of making sure that the pro the company gets the kid they want and vice versa. Um, and we, we literally just sent, we have an internship coordinator on this side and on that side. We literally just sent our, our guy last week to Israel to, to go to visit all the internships and making sure that we're, we're lined up and ready to go. Um, and this is, this is it's a very, very unique program and very special. What goes on over the summer, these internships are, are excellent. So the kids are working during the day and they're really on weekends and nights and weekends. They have an NTSY experience of a wonderful programming inspiration. And these are kids, by the way, you should know this is a program Kids from all over the country, but also kids from all different backgrounds. There's a person who runs it, Rabbi Jacob Bernstein, is a, is a real educator who runs a wonderful, wonderful program 
uh, for both Yeshiva Day School kids and public school kids in the NTSY system. Um, and it's just, it's really legit. It really is. You get a wonderful internship experience, but you also get the inspiration of being an NTSY summer program. So we get the resume building kids who necessarily aren't looking to let's necessarily travel the country per se, but they're doing it in, in, in a way where they're working during the day, traveling and having a wonderful experience on nights and weekends. And the, the person you just mentioned, I mean, I know you know this, but Jacob Bernstein, my gosh, what a reputation he's got. You surround yourself with amazing staff and great people, David, and uh, it looks like uh, as time goes on, you're doing that with the next generation of leaders, which is pretty amazing. Yep, that, that is actually the secret to our success. It's not, yep. you know, Baruch Hashem, we have an incredible, incredible parent company, mm-hmm. the Orthodox Union, and NTSY is an organization that's been around for a very long time, uh, but the difference on our programs is absolutely our staff. Staff dedicated educators who are there for no other reason than to enhance the lives and really deepen the, the, the connection to Judaism for all these teenagers from, from literally from all over the world, from all backgrounds of life. Summer.ncsy.org. Summer.ncsy.org. Congratulations to third place winner Sharon Bean of Thornhill, Canada. Second place winner Sandy Abraham in Highland Park here in New Jersey. And from Greenwood Village, Colorado, Darren Fink is the grand prize winner and will be enjoying a free summer program for his family for the summer of 2023. And a big thank you to David Cutler and everybody at NCSY for choosing us to be the first to make this information public. David, thank you so much. Happy Shushan Purim. This is a big milestone for you, or a mile post, I should say, because once you get past Purim, it really revs up to get to the summer programs. Yes, we, we are. Believe it or not, we are in the home stretch. We, we are in the home stretch. And I thank you again for uh, for taking the time with us and spending the time with us. It's very meaningful to announce this milestone on your program, as always, and uh, summer.ncsy.org, as you said. Anybody wants information, summer at ncsy.org. We still have room on some of our programs. Encourage everyone to take a look and uh, see what's there for your children. Thank you, David. Continued success. Amen. Thank you. Take care. Be well. More coming up. It's JM in the AM on a Shushan Purim morning.
It's Shushan Purim morning. You know what that means? Our Nissan Chesed campaign that used to start Rosh Chodesh Nissan and then used to start after Shushan Purim, and now this year started <laughs> before Tanis Esther, uh, is in full swing. Uh, yeah, it's in full swing, all right. Just like we're supposed to well, learn the halachas and study the procedures for Pesach 30 days in advance. Uh, we are literally starting and uh, and continuing our chesed program where we feature different chesed opportunities uh, as early as possible in advance of the holidays. A lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. We featured a couple of amazing ones earlier in the week. Uh, and now we have to feature uh, another one um, that we've spoken about in the past. And I'm hoping that if we hammer away at the Chesed Fund over the next 30 days and continue to encourage people to go to our Chesed page at NahumSiegel.com, that they will choose great Chesed programs to support, including the one we're going to be speaking about this morning. Um, Please don't utilize, um, or I should say, please utilize the next few weeks to think about who is in need and where your dollars should go to help those in need. Something very important to consider. And we're going to try to highlight, like I always say, as many of these great chesed opportunities as possible. Uh, the ones that we feature have proven track records. Uh, the majority of them, uh, except when absolutely necessary to do otherwise, the majority of them uh, collect all the money and distribute all the money. So please, give what you can and do what you can for those in need in our community. Now, we, we've, we've discussed this with Naftali Solomon before. Uh, there is a special gemach, a special charity fund uh, for members of the Hatzalah organization. Now, Hatzalah, as you know, uh, the Chevra Hatzalah, uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, volunteers in the New York area, and uh, always there at a moment's notice. I mean, you know, all kidding aside, we know that if there's any type of emergency, uh, personal, family, communal, uh, all you got to do is call Hatzalah and you get a response immediately, which is quite a feeling, frankly, but uh, that's for another time. Uh, but there are members and families that are in need, just like any group of people has members and families that are in need and that could use some help, especially on Pesach. Uh, there is a, a group of Hatzalah members and their families who are in need as well, and their brethren, uh, part of the Chevra, want to make sure they're taken care of, and that's where we come in uh, to support the uh, incredible work of Chevra Gamach, the chevragamach.org thechevragamach.org Naftali Solomon, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM Good morning, Nachum, how are you? Happy Shushan Purim to you Shushan Purim Sameach to you Hope you had a wonderful holiday and that you're still enjoying this incredible time of year Um, So so I look, you know if it's Shushan Purim, you know what that means. It means a month from now it's going to be Pesach. And there are a lot of people in our community and people all around the world who need help when it comes to Pesach. It's a really rough f- holiday financially. It's a wonderful holiday, and it's a great holiday. And nobody would ever call it rough, except maybe those who have to clean and prepare for it. Uh, but when it comes to financials, it can be a very, very big challenge. Now, how long have you been, Naftali Solomon, a member of Hatzalah? 33 years. In 33 years, you have met plenty of guys who, again, are part of that group that would respond at any time for any type of emergency, personal, individual, family, communal, any type of emergency. Atzala's there at a moment's notice. 
Uh, you've seen a lot of people over the years who have that type of commitment, but you've also seen in that same group of people, individuals and families who need some help, especially before Yuntiv, right? That is absolutely correct. Hatzalah is made up of the, the very best of our, our communities. And just like their regular doctors, attorneys, rabbeim, teachers, um, the whole gamut of different job descriptions, we also the same part of Kaiosol. Sometimes it's just we're not making it enough, especially since COVID. Um, things have been tough. We've had members who had their businesses closed, their jobs um, uh, gotten rid of, their salaries cut, and just like everybody else, they're 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 in need. And for Kimcha de Pisca, we're trying to raise some much needed funds to help these hotel members to make Pesach. And, We've already partnered with. And don't forget, don't forget how much more money one needs now to make Pesach because prices have gone up like crazy. Prices have gone up. Look at matzah. We had one mm-hmm. major matzah breaky shut down. Um, Baruch Hashem, we had a Hatzalah member who stepped up and is offering matzahs to Hatzalah members at a severely discounted price um, just to help them, uh, you know, make Pesach. It's, it's just the costs are just out of control. It's not just food. It's everybody needs clothing. Everybody needs different things. Yeah. The need is there. Naftali Solomon's with us. Look, it's very simple, folks. And we've said this before during our other Chesed campaigns that go on before Rosh Hashanah and before Pesach. Uh, there's a list of, of certain funds that we endorse and we hope people will respond to. This one is called the Chevra Gemach. No H. In, well, there's one H in Chevra. You get my point. There's no H at the end. The Chevra Gemach.org. The Chevra Gemach.org is a place to donate. And you could also, in the comment section, write that it's for Pesach. Now, you just mentioned Naftali Solomon. It's matzo wine and essentials for Pesach. But as you just said, it's also gift cards for clothing stores, supermarkets, etc. Things that people need. And, and, and you and your staff make sure, you and your committee, I should say, make sure to give the families whatever you can to help them make Pesach more easily. Uh, all people need to do is donate on that page, write Pesach in the comments, and it'll go straight to that fund. And you told me off the air that you're probably going to help over 100 families through this fund this year, right? That's absolutely correct. I, I, our, the amount of money we expect to give out for this Pesach is probably um, in excess of $150,000 to help those 100-plus members. That is absolutely correct. Unbelievable. The need in our community is gigantic, folks. But thank God your heart, your collective Jewish heart is gigantic, and I hope everybody will respond. And as I said to Naftali off the air, because sometimes when it comes to radio, it takes time for people to even you know hear what you're saying. We're going to be repeating this for the next couple of weeks and urging people every single day to give to the Hever Gamach and help support the Hatzalah families that are always there for us. It's not just the members who are sacrificing for us. Their families obviously are as well. Um, so we'll be repeating this, and I hope as we get closer and closer to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, everybody out there will respond in some way, whether you're giving 10 bucks or 10,000 bucks or whatever you're giving. Uh, all of it is going to be used in order to help families that need basic food items, uh, clothing, grocery gift cards, etc., uh, for the holiday of Pesach. And Naftali, we can make this, I guess, really complicated, but there's no need to. It's really that simple. You're supporting over, you're trying to support as best as possible over 100 families through this Gamach for this upcoming Pesach, and people just need to be as generous as possible. That's really it. Your, your, listen, your listenership, where uh, it has been very generous. If you remember during the summer, we had a campaign that we kicked off at your studio and your reader, your listeners actually donated very nicely. I'm sure they'll do so again. 
I hope so. And usually the Pesach spirit does increase the desire to give. When people realize just how tough it is on families out there, it usually does get people, uh, some of whom may not give it other times of the year, frankly, but it, it get, gives them an extra impetus uh, to give, to be generous, and uh, to, to realize that whatever they're giving is going straight to matzah and grape juice and wine and chicken and grocery items and clothing, etc. for families. All right, folks, you heard the plea. It's very simple. It's now Shushan Purim. We're exactly a month away from Pesach. At some point over the next few days, preferably today, go to the Hever Gamach website and just give. Uh, when you give, you're supporting over 100 Hatzalah families that are in need. As Naftali described, everyone's got different backgrounds, different situations, uh, right? You have Hatzalah members who are very well off. You have Hatzalah members who, who, who are struggling, especially now post-COVID, if they lost their job or if things have just gotten so expensive and so out of hand. So give what you can. And the committee will make sure that uh, the people who are in need will be receiving the funds. And as I said, one of the things I enjoy saying and reiterating is that uh, with with the majorities, in some cases it's not possible, frankly, but the majority of the things that we are recommending in our Chesed campaign for this year and every year are funds where every penny that comes in goes out to the families in need. And this is one of them. So please give what you can. The Chevra, C H E. V R A the Chevra Gamach G E M A C H dot org the Chevra Gamach dot org. Naftali Solomon, anything else you'd like to add on this topic? Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure to speak to you and your and your your listenership. I appreciate that very much. And let us know how it's going. If we're not getting to the goal we need, then we'll encourage our listeners even more and implore them to get you to your goal. Shushan Purim morning. You're listening to JM in the AM. Someone once came over to me 
Shushan Purim morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Sorry for the abrupt, the abrupt uh, nature of that transition here at JM in the AM. But I do think we are back and live on the air. I think we had some type of short uh, in our system. Anyway, um, yeah. What do you expect in a hapohu? Right, things are going to happen on Purim and Shushan Purim. Those of you who have not yet. Uh, There we go. Those of you who have not yet checked out our page, uh, when it comes to the Chesed campaign, you can go to nachomsegel.com slash chesed, nachomsegel.com slash chesed, and get information about the different um, possibilities, the different um, causes that we are featuring during our Elul Chesed campaign. Maybe we should do one of our comedy segments, get back on track here on this Shushan Purim morning at JM in the AM. May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, 
to my beautiful daughter Jane with a Y. To that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid, who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. (laughs) To my lovely daughter Jane with a Y, tax-free $1 million. Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. <laughs> Number three, to my beautiful wife Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life, to the lovely Miriam I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> The white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the Prince's telephone. The Picasso from the back of the store. My Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag. And tax-free, $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Uh, What a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. (laughs) Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine. To my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. J.M. in the A.M. Well, as I explained earlier, but I doubt anybody heard it, <laughs> we had a little bit of a technical problem. We literally, are, the entire system just crashed, but within a minute or two, we were back up, and now I'm speaking to you live <laughs> here at JM in the AM on a Shushan Purim morning. Whew, you never know what's going to happen, huh? You never know what's going to happen. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, you know what you want to do. You want to make sure to uh, write to Avrami, af at nahumsegal.com, af at nahumsegal.com, and let him know. He'll take good care of you. That's uh, a guarantee. He'll take very good care of you. Um, also, a big shout-out to our friends at A&H. You know, our good friend, Mayor Furtick, who subs for me very often and is an amazing staff member of JMN for the last 30-plus years, um, Mayor Fertig uh, and the Fertig family has a tradition to grill up delicious hot dogs for everybody for the first part of uh, Purim each and every year here in Bergen County. And, of course, his uh, supply of hot dogs was uh, a supply of hot dogs that he purchased in the supermarket that comes uh, originally from A&H. Yeah, A&H was the brand that he was featuring. And a special shout-out to uh, Seth Levitt and everybody at A&H because a lot of people, as I predicted, enjoyed some delicious and incredible A&H hot dogs and other items during their Purim Sudan throughout the entire holiday of Purim. So kolakavod to A&H and kolakavod to the Fertigs and kolakavod to all of you who enjoyed great items and had A&H enhance your Purim Su'uda. Uh, don't forget, promo code RADIO gets you a 10% discount at the uh, website kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net on A&H products. More coming up at Shushan Purim at JM in the AM.
A June morning on the desert, 300,000 Egyptian infantry, 40,000 tanks and armored vehicles, the largest Egyptian fighting force ever amassed across the Sinai toward Israel. As they approach an enormous sand dune, a single Israeli soldier appears directly in front of them at the top of the dune. General Karouf, look, there is an Israeli soldier there at the top of the dune. Yes, maybe we'd better see what's going on. That's much better. <laughs> Good morning, boys. Let me introduce myself. Private Feinberg, Israeli Army. How do you do? Now, General, if I were you right now, I will get all my boys together, make a gigantic U-toy, and go back to where you came from. And remember, you hide it here first. I'll give you exactly three minutes. Goodbye and good luck. Who does that soldier think he's dealing with? Captain Abdul, take four of your best men and get that soldier. Right, sir. He's disappearing behind the dune, but we'll get him. You four men, come with me. Twenty minutes later. Lieutenant, what do you suppose has happened? Captain Abdul and his men haven't returned. Hello down there. <laughs> Hello, Mr. General. Look, General, it's that Israeli soldier back at the top of the dune. Why is it nobody ever listens to our boys? <laughs> Let me repeat myself. General, be a good boy. Take your 300,000 friends and all your little toys and go home, please. And this is not a recording. Get him. Lieutenant, order those ten tanks. Get a thousand men. Go over that sand dune and get me that Israeli flag. Yes, sir. Thirty minutes later. Lieutenant, it's been a half hour since the tanks and the men went over that dune. What's going on here? Hello, Lieutenant, I am going to get that Israeli soldier if it's the last thing I do. Order the entire expeditionary force forward, march! I'll lead the force myself. I want that man! Forward, march! General! Our general! Who is that, Lieutenant? Well, look, General. It's our Captain Abdul. There. Just crawling to the top of the dune. General! Go back! <laughs> 
It's an ambush, General! There are two of them! Ah, uh, JM in the AM with our comedy segments on this Shushan Purim morning. It's an ambush. There are two of them. Yeah, that about says it all, doesn't it? Ah, uh, takes us back to an era, an absolutely glorious era. Baruch Hashem. Thank God we're still in a glorious era to be appreciated. I want to thank those who've been commenting on the app this morning. Trucker Yitz wishes everybody a happy shoeshine Purim, <laughs> especially those who are in the walled cities. Listener Terry says happy shoeshine Purim. We uh, actually almost had the Purim suit with listener Terry yesterday. Rabbi Cash says, thank you for the NCSY announcement. You certainly increased my joy today. Continued success for all you do and all you provide to the people in the nation of Israel. Thank you, Rabbi. Uh, the Lighthouse demanding more jokes on this Shushan Purim morning. All right. Um, Morris says, great music selections from the Thank You Hashem Nation. Agreed with that. I agree with that. Judy says, what happened? The song went off in the middle. Yes, I described. We 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 on the on the on the NSN app today. Yes. That's a good way of putting it. We literally just had, I don't know, we crashed completely. Thank God we were able to get back on uh, about a minute later. Uh, and a big thank you to Avrami, of course, who always helps when we're in an emergency situation. JM and AM on this uh, Wednesday Shushan Purim. Thanks so much for joining us. Listener Sina sent us a note. If it's Shushan Purim, it's birthday time in Muncie, she says. Best wishes for a fabulous birthday going out to my granddaughter, Nahama Eti Fryer of Muncie. Chama, I'm truly amazed to see the big girl you've become, and I'm super proud to be your bubby. It was great seeing you yesterday, and I can't wait to see you again over Pesach with lots of hugs and love from Bubs. Thank you so much. We know her as listener Sina. Uh, from the Sunshine State. Listener Ken has asked if we could do the a cappella Purim song from Sheer Soul. I don't see why not. Of course we could do the a cappella selection from Sheer Soul. Here it is at JM in the AM. Chag Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Adol HaYehudim, Purim, Chag Purim, Chag Gadol HaYehudim Masechot Rashanim, Shirim V'Rikudim Havana Risha Rash 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 Havana Risha Rash 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 Havana Risha Rash 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 Parashanim Havana Risha Rash 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 Havana Risha Rash 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 Havana Risha Rash 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 Parashanim Guys, that sounded great! But did you hear what I was doing on the Graga? I think we need more Graga. Mishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishemishem
That sounded great too, guys. But I've got a fever. And the only prescription is more Graga. Take it away, boys. One, two, three, four. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Shushan Purim here at JMN. Big thank you to Elliot Weiselberg. Thanks to David Matlow. Check out the Herzl Collection online and the Israel 75 piece that he put together. It's pretty amazing. Uh, my thanks to uh, David Cutler, NCSY Summer, summer.ncsy.org. My thanks to Naftali Solomon, the Hevra Gamach, another great cause that we are putting on our Chesed page, nachomsigl.com slash Chesed. Give and be as generous as possible, especially during this time of year. Have a fabulous Wednesday, Shushan Purim. Plenty more tomorrow. Don't forget Yossi Zweig with a Wednesday live lunch. That happens at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Uh, till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. Yeah.